realize that game myself. That I, I still have a cigarette here and there, like when I'm, you know, over the weekend being a dumbass. Yeah. Uh, still, you know, still partaking in, in the shit that I do. But um, but I, I quit smoking just like two weeks ago. Oh, nice. And I've done it before, but I'm so glad you brought that up too, man. It's just like that decision, the power of that one fucking decision, and actually making it, and then not only that, having the resolve to like make it again and again and again and again. And the, and the more you do, the easier it becomes. But that's I'm so glad you brought that up, you know, because Thanks. I try to explain that same thing to people when they're asking me, like, oh, man, because they can finally see the change. I'm not, I don't preach to people about me not drinking or the changes I'm making and shit or whatever. You know, I'm, I'm actually just letting it, like, you know, let people see. If people hey, my like, brother said, he, we were, I was like, oh, shit, I haven't smoked in uh, however long. He's like, oh, you're counting now? You're counting days? I was like, I'm not counting. I just know that it's been about a year now. Because he's still smoking, but he keeps telling me I'm going to quit, and he never does. I didn't say I was going to quit. I just quit. Yeah. So that's, you know, and then for him to bust my balls like that, it's funny. I go, hey, I'm not the one smoking, you fucking moron. <laughs> but that's my, that's one of my best brothers, my best friends forever. We always uh, joke around with each other yeah. and stuff like that. But let's, uh, this phone, by the way, that you're using right now, it looks... Clear, more clear than the other phone. It's a lot better. It's yeah, it's like super high definition. I can, I'm noticing that too. When I'm watching myself, I'm like, did something change or like? It's like, more clear. Like, all right, as long as it's good, no, because uh, luckily this company too, man, this company that I found coming down here, it's crazy as shit. They got me a new iPhone eight, so I got an OtterBox in that bitch. Oh, nice. Uh, I don't know, that might be it too. This is my iPhone. I got, I got another iPhone seven or some shit. Okay. You know? About the iPhones too, but that's been a big change too. It's like adapting to the whole Android fucking iPhone bullshit too, man. But I think, I think oh. Apple is easier to use. Not only that, it's legit. It's like, legit. My nigga Steve Jobs, like, you know, he, he did it right. Hey, actually, me and my girlfriend went to the house that he was raised. It's like oh, a really? 20, 30 minute drive from where we live. Oh, shit. So he was adopted. So he was adopted um, by the Jobs family. His real father is Syrian, and then his mother is Caucasian. So he had to go back to uh, Middle East or Syria or wherever country he was from, and then the mom gave him up for adoption, which is the Jobs family. So his, he was adopted. That's why he was so edgy and didn't give a shit because I think, and so bold, because he's like, I'm an adopted kid. You know, he said he went to India and to learn calligraphy and all this other shit and spiritual enlightenment. And maybe that's why iPhones and iPods and all that shit are just so user friendly. Yeah. Because he just was like, don't overthink. Just fucking make stuff easy. And not only that, the products that he puts in, like the individual products too, and that's why they're so expensive because he yeah. said the stand like, motherfuckers are going to pay for what they get because... We're putting in the absolute best. We don't want no shit that's going to fall apart. And, like, he actually set the standard. Hang on a second. I clicked on there. He <laughs> ended up, like, actually making good fucking products that are actually going to last. It's not expensive. It's not. Someone, I mean, it is expensive, but it's going to last. It's an, It's more of an asset than anything. Yeah. You know, I, I was just sitting there thinking, like, for the first time, I actually bought, like, a legit OtterBox. Like, legit. Nice. Because of how fucking stupid it is that I would have like a five, six hundred dollar phone and drop so it. 
couldn't afford a fifty dollar fucking case. Like it's such a sickness, dude. Really. <laughs> nice. So uh, what were we talking about right before? What are we? What were we talking about? I forgot. And your take, like you were uh, saying, like the yin and yang of the universe. Oh yeah, life's a balance. Like parts like the ego specifically that I want to hear your take on. The ego. So there's different types, I believe, right? So do you have the ego where someone is a can be a complete asshole, right? Yeah. And someone that's walking around like their shit doesn't stink. We all shit. We all ble we all bleed. We all die. So that's one ego breaker right there. You know what I mean? Like I think that's a good one that I have is that we all die. So don't ever think you're above or anything like that. But at the same time, you have to have confidence in yourself. So there's a little ego in confidence, but as long as you can tame it, I think that it's fine. And yeah. that ego shouldn't be as like, oh, your ego's out of control. But just be confident and say, hey, this is this is how I get through certain things. I have to be confident. I have to have a little ego shine, but I also can tame it. And if you have any questions, you know, if someone's calling someone out on ego, be like, this is why I'm acting like this or doing that. Yeah. I never talked about ego, ever. This is the first time. I, yeah. I never I'm, talked about it. I'm glad, dude, because, like, it's so around the point with, like, the, the realizations that I've came to and that I was just telling my friends about because uh, and me trying to understand it really, like, you know, on my, uh, um, on my path to self-discovery, really trying to, like, I really do want to be, like, the best, not only version of myself that I can be, but, like, the best human being, like, possible. Yeah. Gaining it, and, you know, first understanding it, too. So, I was listening to Terrell Davis, my, uh, I do Terrell Davis for the, uh, three-time world champion Denver Broncos. Oh, wow. Uh, he was the running back. He was number 30 when they won two Super Bowls back when I was a kid. Yeah. But they interviewed him, man. He's a really humble dude, you know. But uh, but they asked him, like, hey, you know, do you feel like you're the best running back or at the time? I think this was a later interview after the, after they already won. They said, did you feel like you were the best running back in the league? And he's like, yeah. He's like, I honestly did. And he's like, the reason why is because, you know, in order to, you know, and he's, he had to condition himself to think like that and to, be, and to have that mindset. Wow. And he knew in his head that it was necessary for him to believe that and really think that. Because, like, think about it. Like, how the fuck are you ever supposed to be at the level, like, you don't just accidentally roll out of bed and you're the fucking world's greatest running back. You know what I mean? Like, you have to have that mentality every day. Like, man, like, I'm going to be the fastest. I'm going to be the best. And in order to do that, you have to set your goals that high and then work your ass off to get there. So, you know, of course, when he, when they asked him, like, hey, did you feel like you were the best? He, he said, yeah. You know? like wow. you know, He knew he was the best because he knew that he had to believe that. Yes. Yeah. And the same as LeBron James. You know, if you ask that fool... Of course, when he first started off in the, in the NBA, he was one, you know, one egotistical motherfucker. But now that he's become more humble, but at the same time realizing that, you know, he knows he's the best. And in order to be the best, you have to believe that. Yes. But of course, there's a right way of doing it. And to where, like, you don't have to be shitting on people that are lesser than you, that aren't as good as you. Like, you don't have to. Yeah, see, that's that's the thing no, that... There, there's a right way of doing it. Yes. You know? And, uh... And it's that realization, like, just just like you said, too, man, like, the ego does serve a purpose. You know, we, we are who we are. You know, whether you say it or not, of course, like, some some spiritual gurus are going to say, well, the whole path to enlightenment is, like, to realize you're nothing. And I'm like, well, that kind of, like, that kind of negates the whole point of, like, our existence. Uh, hang on a second, let me block this off. Okay. I got a work wife back in Denver, uh, a weird... I got a weird relationship with this chick back in Denver, but she's the one that first, uh... uh we'll get into that shit in another day, man. <laughs> 
Bye, quit drinking. God damn it. Let me message her real quick. Okay, okay. All over my ass. All right, we're good. Uh, yeah, she's the one right next to me that, that wasn't drinking and didn't start doing it, too. So I, I can oh, nice. for my path, man. But, uh, but yeah, I mean, there's a right way to do it, man. It's just a matter of understanding yourself. Know thyself. And understanding the what role the ego plays in you, how it serves you. Everything can serve you or it can, or it can fucking hinder you. It's not that balance, that yin and yang, dark night, life, yeah. death, anger. Uh, you can't be happy 24-7. You can't be sad 24-7. Yeah. It's a fine fucking line that we're yeah. playing on here. And no one understands that shit. I mean, people do understand it, but it's tough. And that's why you say being the best version of yourself, that makes me happy because... Like you were explaining, how you, you'll you be that man to pull over and help someone whose tire is flat. Same here. You know, I'll hold the door open for somebody. And if someone doesn't do it for me, I get pissed. But then I go, it's not in their mind. They don't know. They don't give a shit. And I was, like, you're welcome. Oh, I do that all the time. Yeah. Hey, you're welcome, scumbag. No. That's how I know the importance of like you and I talking to Mike because like these are ideas that I've just recently formed and like I've really been thinking about. And for you to have like the you know, of course like I'm not always I'm not gonna be out looking for people that are on the exact same thing just to make me feel better or know yeah. that I'm on the right path. But then again, you know I do believe that there is there's an objective truth. And this is where we start getting into God. Like there is an objective uh, right way of doing things. There's objective truth in the universe. Yes. Um, of course that we are in a you know partially subjective universe that. This fucking grand infinity is broken up into billions and billions of human beings, all of which are experiencing this and feeling different things on their own level. So we can't look at people and be like, yeah, you're wrong. Of course, on some shit we can, you know what I mean? But um, in regards to like what we feel and who we are and the decisions that we make and how we see ourselves, that's kind of like a problem that's happening in society is people are starting to say like, no, you're wrong to think that you're wrong to feel that. And it's like, yes. like, who the fuck are you? You know, like, and the more I look around and find people like you that are on that level of awareness to where it's, it's the closest to objective truth, you know, of where everybody's kind of saying, like, oh, like, all religions are like, nope, we're the, we, we know the truth, you know, this Christian's going to say that. This exactly. They're, they're all going to be claiming, like, no, we're right. And that's why it's kind of hard, because, like, we have to have that ego and, and, and faith and believing, like, okay, well, we're kind of seeing this objective higher truth of that goes beyond, that surpasses them. And we do believe that we're right in the sense like, yes, we are getting closer to understanding this objective truth that's closest to God or the closest, like, of pure thought. So in that sense, that's where I think, like, the ego, whatever you want to call it, like, yeah, I think that the path that I'm on, that you're on, the question we're asking, like, we are on the right path. Yes. Despite the fact that everybody else says the exact same thing. Uh, that's where I'm willing to have a little bit of ego and be like, no, man, like, here's why I'm willing to, like, you know, Stand up for what I believe, and here's what I really, you know, here's the evidence in it. All the while, everybody else is doing the exact same thing, so I only, I look like, you know, I look like the exact same thing, but it's just, this is this is evidence for me, in meeting you, and knowing, like, yeah, you're on the right thought path, man. Everybody else that I meet along the way, that, I, that I've talked to about, that I never, that I should have podcasted with. That I yes, see, the, that's the thing, is like, I wish I would have recorded some of the conversations me and my, my brother had, like, three years ago. Yeah. And because it was some of the deepest shit because he's a really he's not on any of the podcasts yet. But he said one thing he said that always sticks with me is like some things are just not meant to be known. And then I said like hey I wish we we should have recorded is like 
Some things aren't meant to be uh, yeah. remembered. Because he watched his dad die in front of him. So I, I, what he says is like straight present time. He'll fucking burn everything. He'll throw all of his money away. He'll be like, I'm starting fresh. Because, you know, he saw his, his pops pass away in front of his eyes. Wow. Heart, uh, heart attack or whatever. And so that's someone I look to who's just like on the brink of insanity, but at the same time holding it together because he's a fucking, I've seen him fight too, and he fucks people up. So yeah. that's my brother. I hold on to him. He's, we've known each other for the long time, longest time. I've known his dad. So it's just like someone like that is very important to me because they're so in the moment at all times. And at any given moment, he can just snap. Yeah. So it's he's so artistic, but fragile, fragile at the same time, and like he does not believe in in God. He doesn't believe in the devil, and me and him have those talks all the time. He doesn't believe in in like God as like a a man or woman. Yeah. But I never ask him about what he thinks about like a big energy con conductor or energy source. We've never talked about that, so that's why I brought that up on the other podcast, because just, it just came to my mind one day. I was like, what if it's just one big old ball of energy that's shooting off little energies into, you know, ideas yeah. or whatever it is? Let's, let's, hear it. let's hear your take on it, bro. What do you think? As far as, as, far as religion, I'm not religious in any like Christianity, Catholicism. Um, so I guess my, my father, he's Christian, right? But he's had, he's done a lot of bad things in the past. So I, you know, you can't ever throw that on me and be like, oh, what? I could just be forgiven for everything bad I've done. And then on my mom's side, my grandma was raised Catholic. So, but she doesn't push that on me. And, Religion was never pushed on me, but, you know, as far as, as it goes, I don't, I've never read the Bible and stuff like that, and I don't think that I, I would need to. The more, from the moral standpoint, maybe the Bible would be good, but I think that that stuff has been uh, kind of, over the years, uh, misrepresented, little tainted over time, and I just, I just believe that it, that's kind of old. It's, it's time for a new philosophy. It's time for yeah. a new uh, train of thought, a new way of thinking about a higher power, or if there is any, you know. So that's all. That's all I really uh, where I stand, and I, I don't know what's going to happen after. And I think saying that is a little more powerful than if I was like, "Oh, I'm going to heaven," or "I'm going to hell." I'm yeah. just saying I have yeah. no clue. It's going to suck, but we're going to all have to find out one day. So. I'm, I have one big question mark, and I'm not. Um, I'm not going to be afraid of it. I'm not going to be not afraid of it either. It's just going to happen. So I just that's something that I think about, and that's why I don't. Uh, I'm not religious. Yeah. Just personal, you know, not religious, just for personal reasons and stuff like that. But. Um, and it's kind of funny too, because like uh, my two friends out here that I met, Sam and Sable. Yeah. Uh huh. That the universe is blessed put into my life. When I specifically asked, you know, my biggest thing was like trying to find out, like, uh, in my quest for success, like, you are who you surround yourself with. And I'm looking around in Denver, like, fuck, man, like, I, you know, I love my friends and all, but 
They're gonna be, they're gonna be doing. They're they're the ones that are been doing the same shit for eight years. Yes. They're gonna be the same fucking shit. You know what I mean? They're still having the same same Christmas party, same old fucking drinking, like going to the bar, like same old shit. Yep. Oh, when I asked the universe for like, you know, I don't know how the fuck. I was like, man, just put me around somebody else. And I found Sable and Sam. Yeah. They're on like the same journey too. But that's what we're talking about recently is um uh in regards to religion. Sam was just recently like, man, we gotta start our own religion or some shit. He said that like yesterday. <laughs> um, but that's why like they both asked me individually, they're like, Are you religious? Like after we've already talked about like this real shit on a level to where I thought it'd be like astoundingly obvious that I'm not. But it's only because and I kinda step back and say, Oh, it's because I say God. Uh you know, in that standpoint, which took me, like, a long time to actually, like, train myself to be, like, okay, okay with, like, using the word God. Yes. Uh, but, no, like, that's, you know, it's taken a long time. So, when I, first of all, I went to college for philosophy. Oh, nice. I could have done, yeah. I mean, I was good at math. I was good at everything. But I literally went to college for philosophy. Just to understand, like, and everybody gave me shit because nobody fucking understood. Like, oh, what are you going to do with philosophy? You know, blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, even I didn't even know. But, like, I just knew that. Like, there was so much to learn in philosophy. Literally, that was, in my opinion, like, the best version of humans that we could be. And I still think that our philosophers are the people that are the wisest, that understand, that, that literally take time to master the art of understanding and acquiring knowledge and, and really deducing the absolute truths in the universe. Yes. So, and I still, I'm always going to believe that, you know? like No, that is true, because what philosophers say... It simplifies everything. It'll simplify everything for someone that's, you know, like, yeah. smoking. It, to quit smoking or, or quit drinking, they'll be like, well, it's all in your mind. The addiction's in your mind. Or something, a philosopher will yeah. break it down in the way that most humans don't think because we're always pointing fingers or overly thinking. As an example, I use it for my dad because my dad's a Christian too. And, like, the way that I justify... Right, not even justify like my own opinion, what I believe in, in my representation of God, but just showing him like, man, like how fucking ridiculous it is for him to believe literally the way he does in the Bible, like believe the stories. In order, I'm like, Dad, in order for you to be a Christian, you have to fucking believe like in talking snakes. Like you have to believe that yeah. God literally spoke down from the fucking sky, and like you know, it's just the most fucking ridiculous shit that never happens nowadays. And, uh, you know, I kind of just believe, I, I, I kind of realized it was all bullshit when I had to ask my dad, I was like, so dad, like, essentially with what you believe, what the Bible says you have to believe, that, you know, if, if I don't believe that Jesus is Messiah, if I don't believe that Jesus Christ is Messiah, I can, I can be a great person like I am, I can be a great moral, like I know, like I follow in, I, I follow in Jesus' words, like I'm the kind of person that Jesus wanted, yeah. you love and really take care of your brother, I, I told my dad, I was like, I'm, I'm a good representation of what Jesus wanted. But just because I don't believe that he was Messiah, going to hell. I'm going to burn in hell. And he's like, yeah. <laughs> so I, was like, I, just, I just squeezed out of my father. I'm like, all right, so dad, you're telling me I'm going to burn in hell, right? And he's like, I mean, I had like, I, that's the way I had to like, or he didn't, he never saw it like that before. But I'm like, you know, to get him to understand, like, that is what you believe. You know, you have to understand that. So that's like kind of like the power of, of, of where I started learning how to train my mind. Yes. And utilizing that, that ability that I have. Um, and I started looking at that in all, in all, in regards to everything. And like, my biggest thing is just trying to understand this universe and trying to understand truth and God and what it really all is. 
And the coolest thing along my path is like how modern science, modern science, so it's not just like hippy-dippy bullshit talking about the universe and all this consciousness and the feeling, bro. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? How science, mainstream science, is actually showing evidence of this source field energy, of the energy of the universe, and not only that's showing at a very quantum level on so many different so many different experiments, how consciousness comes before matter, how our consciousness and the actual scientific evidence showing how our consciousness manipulates reality. Oh and damn! This, this underlying energy consciousness was existent before anything else. Yeah, and it always has been there. And then when we really start sitting back and thinking about the implications of that, and how I, I don't know. Wait, hold on one second. I'll be right back. It's okay. I don't know where he is. <laughs> <laughs> so wait, you're, you're saying that it's consciousness, so basically the consciousness is what created our reality, in a way. That is fucking insane, you know? And then not only that, like, what are the, what's the evidence of it? Um, you know, not only scientifically, but from our own personal experience, <coughs> how can we experience this? And it's by this means of, like, you know, how we can literally think something and we can visualize it and we can... Manifest it, right? And then we can manifest it by virtue of our actions and actually allowing us to take the free, you know, we have the free will in that aspect to take the steps necessary. Because if I wanted to, the same as you, you could have just sat on your ass and fucking chugged into the beer, but like, a podcast would have been a great idea and just like live that life. Yes. But instead, you decided to take the action because you have the fucking free will in the universe to actually make it happen. Yes. And then in regards to that, I was able to take my ideas and then somehow actually start tra tracing those which led to you and I. I'm so glad you did, by the way, too. I yeah, was I was, I was telling did, everyone. I was, I was telling my cousin, my girlfriend, everybody, and they were just like, that's fucking, that's sick. And my cousin, he's uh, he was just like, holy shit. And he, he told his uh, girlfriend's boyfriend, his name is Will. Uh, I mean, no, he told his sister's <laughs> boyfriend about how I'm doing this. And he's like, oh, like, is he trying to go... What's he trying to do with it? Thinking about it as like a super... And I was like... If I was there, I would have told him, I'm just going with the with the flow, man. Yeah. Going with the flow right now. Yep. And, you know, <laughs> I think that's good. And then not only that, when you sit back and really think about all the biggest innovations that have ever happened throughout the history of humanity, dude. Even Steve Jobs and the Apple iPhone, man. Yeah. It was a fucking idea that he had when he was on acid. Yes. That's why I like it. That's why I love acid. It's because it, it literally, like, I imagine our frequency that we automatically have, it boosts that motherfucker like crazy. We are literally able to pick up those fine frequencies that are deeper in the universe, that are closer to God. And when we're there, our emotional stat, or we can feel a lot more. We're able to, like, feel a lot deeper and connect with each other, but our creative abilities are a lot higher. Now, true. Very, true. very true. Steve Jobs thought of the idea for Apple when he was on fucking acid. Not only did he think of the fucking idea... But where it started, the fundamental of like, how did he get the ball rolling, man? It had to start with a crazy idea and then start taking these steps. And then everything that happened by virtue of all other steps that he's taken. That's why I love listening to Steve Jobs when he says like, you can't see the dots going forward. You can only see them. But when you look behind and see the way the dots were able to connect. Hope they connect. Yeah, so we don't know this shit, man. But like when it's one of these moments that I see the dots actually connecting in front of me. That's how I know, like, this is God. Well, is there's a uh, Jim Rohn that I'm going to reference him again because he's a, 
he went from uh, being broke with two daughters to, to becoming wealthy because of the philosophy. He said, why do you think a farmer sticks a plow in a barren, you know, nothing there? Because he can already see the garden growing. So you have to plant the seeds to sow and reap, just like if you want to start a podcast or whatever, you have to plant the seed, which is right now. Yeah. So, like, I read the book Mastery by uh, Robert Greene. Okay. Robert Greene wrote the book, uh, he wrote a bunch of books, but Mastery, he says, uh, it's like the universe has a bunch of little seeds floating around, and it gets implanted into fertile soil, which is yeah. your mind, and then it's up to you to water that idea, keep it going, and let it grow. And if not, then you're kind of like faulty soil. Yeah. You know? And that I was like, holy shit. Yeah, I love Les Brown. Um, and that's why I Les Brown, about. yes. Les yeah, Brown's like, my man. That I was in is I, I started listening to the motivational videos on YouTube. Yeah. Um, and I, I listen to those every single day still, or at least as much as I can. Um, even though, like, if my friends saw me listen to those, you know, they'd be like, oh, well, you fucking self-help motherfucker like listen to Tony Robbins and try and make fun of me my mom's husband my mom's husband was like don't ever play that shit again and I'm, and then my mom was like yeah he doesn't like it because it's calling him out on on shit that he doesn't want to hear or feel because it's true uh-huh. you have to listen to it and you have to let it sink in and go fuck I am not living up to my potential yes. I'm not living you up you have to feed your mind and all like that reminds yourself every single day dude it's 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 a it's a work in progress, man. Like, this yes. you, you and I have done the same thing. Uh, kind of knowing this shit for so long, but, like, letting it slide. Letting it slide for so long. And just, like, you know, building ourselves up and remembering what we're supposed to do. And then all of a sudden, just falling right back. Falling right back. So, but Les Brown, the way he put it, he was like, he was like, uh, when you die, standing around your fucking, standing around your deathbed are going to all the inventions. Everything that only could have, you know, been born through you that could have you know uh, existed through you and they're gonna die with you they're gonna be in the fucking grave with you and they're fucking mad as hell they're standing around at you all angry you know what's crazy I use that as a sample in one of my songs yeah and it says at the very beginning he says standing around you the ghosts of your yeah. ideas your dreams and the first time I ever heard that my fucking Ear, the hairs on the back of my neck were standing up because it sounds so haunting. Like, the way he said it, you could just in, imagine it. And uh, I was like, holy shit. That's why I use that in one of the songs I created. That I No one you else... Know. Yeah. Know. Yeah. <laughs> I'll send it to you on, on uh, YouTube. I'll yeah, copy the link and then I'll, I'll, I'll send it... Oh, Facebook. I'll put it on Facebook. Yeah, anything else, man. You know, the shit that I have too, man. Like, fucking... Send me all the shit that you, you know, you think I can utilize too, and even some of your music, man. I want to start hearing that shit. Yeah, hey, um, it's that song is uh, it's slip away. That's the name of it, and it has the Les Brown that exact speech you're talking about in the beginning. That's what's up. And then the whole song is about uh, letting your goals and dreams slip away um, because of lack lack of motivation, lack of uh, energy, depression, whatever. And then at the end of the song. It I, I explain how I got uh, overcame that, and now I'm able to be present time, meet people like you. So it's it's kind of like a getting over that hurdle. Yeah, yeah, and it's big, man. Like even fuck, that's so refreshing to hear. Like somebody else actually like 
I utilized it, man. I utilized it, and it's it's crazy. I I never met anyone else who knew about that quote. You know. I got you, nigga. That's God. Yep. That's that's the way I see God, bro. Is like we can look at these little tiny miracles here and there, and I keep referencing Pulp Fiction. Yeah. Love Quentin Tarantino, but at the very end, when uh, if you are you familiar with it, I'm sure. No, I. That's why I was gonna ask. Because I, I haven't watched that movie since I was a kid. Man, you tripping. <laughs> but, uh, there's, a moment, there's a moment in there when, like, Sam Jackson and John Travolta, they get shot at. Yeah. But somehow every shot misses. And John John Travolta looking around, he's like, man, it's just, it's just a coincidence, man. Shit happens. And Samuel Jackson's like, this is divine intervention. He's like, straight up, this is divine intervention. This is big shit. Yeah. Where he's not shot. And then he makes the choice. He knows it's divine intervention. He makes the choice. To leave, to leave, to, to leave the lifestyle that he was, you know, being a hitman, and whereas John Travolta stays. Now later on the movie, John Travolta ends up, ends up getting killed, whereas John Travolta or uh, Samuel Jackson made the decision to move on. But he was explaining, it. he's like, he's like, how do you define divine intervention? He's like, what makes it important? Does it necessarily have to be, you know, God parted the fucking sea, or does it have to be something that monumental, or can it be something like, oh, God help me find my car keys? Like you can't judge that kind of shit on merit. Yeah. You know, what matters the most when it comes into, in relation to a miracle or God or us experiencing God or something beyond ourselves is how we feel, is how it connects with us. And not only that, you know, the, the effect it's going to have in our life and the effect we, we let it, we choose to let it have in our life. Yes. And that's kind of the same as the moments, those little moments where they have, they're happening more and more often, but where it's like you and I were able to connect on that level where no other human beings ever have, or at least if they have, we're not talking to them. Yes. It's those moments that I really, like, I look up and I'm like, thank you. Like, whatever the fuck is there, thank you for allowing this moment. Yes, which is good, because you don't, you don't know necessarily what it is. I don't think anyone does. And to be open, to be like, whatever you are, whatever it is, or however many, we don't know. I think that's brave. Because, yeah. um, you know, my, my pops, my dad would, would be like, oh, God, this, this, and that. And uh, take down that album artwork with you on a cross. I'm like, that. I'm not religious, Dad. That's not what I'm representing. It's it's something else. It was just an idea. And then you know, he he's done a lot of stuff in the past that was bad. So it's kind of uh, ironic to just be forgiven for your sins in a way. I'm like, yeah. no, be the best version of yourself, like you said, every day. Exactly. And, and and strive to help. That's I think that's the main thing is just to inspire others. Um, and like, oh, another thing you said too, you, you don't want to stand on the throats of other people. A book I read by uh, Robert Kiyosaki has said, you'll never uh, get to a place of wealth or rich by stepping on other people and holding them down. Yeah. That's a universal law, basically. It's like if you're stealing, lying, cheating... Um, holding other people down before you know it you'll be held down well that's what I hate like about what's happening right now is cause I look at motherfuckers like Donald Trump yes that became fucking billionaires and the Illuminati by handing on the fucking throats of people dude like look at of course we do have like Bill Gates and we have Steve Jobs and we have like Oprah Winfrey's that are at that level that are billionaires that are able to utilize what they have and they've gotten there by by doing good. Now, when I really look at it in regards to like the yin and yang of the universe and the yes. true duality of it is because like 
grass, I know that grass is not strained to grow. I like, I love that quote. Like, what is it? Say it again. Grass does not strain to grow. Oh, grass does not strain to grow. Okay. Like, universe, even though it's growing upwards against gravity, like, everything just is in the universe, man. Like, yes, God, that is so important. Everything just is. Yeah, like, even though there is evil, even though there is good, I believe that the universe or whatever, like, that's why I don't believe in the whole heaven and hell bullshit. Yes. Um, it's because, like, it exists, you know? So in order to believe that God or whatever it is, like, you know, the one that I believe is just, like, this eternal fucking being of just infinite consciousness that created everything. In regards to that, how else would you have created life or this universe? It has to have... This really, it has to have the high highs and it has to have the low lows. Exactly. It has to have, have evils. So, in a sense, as I'm trying to explain to like, I you know, I kind of stop wasting my breath trying to explain that to like Christians and shit, saying that, oh, you know, their their uh, their explanation for evil is the devil apart from God, because God is all loving and God's like, no, man, like God, it just is. God is. It everything. just is. And the same as we are, we're reflections of God, and He gives us that ability. That's why human beings are capable of the most loving, loving, loving good shit. And then, then the again, bad. We can do some heinous fucking shit, but we would not understand how good we can really love each other and how much we can appreciate it without being able to see, like, the Hitlers and be able to see this fucking famine and be able to see other human beings in the worst condition possible. So um, it's just a matter of taking all that in and really understanding that each and every one of us, when I can just, you know, of course, I think that the universe is good. I think that, you know, it's always going to be 51% good and love because otherwise there'd be no need for existence. It could have just been nothing. I asked, no. my, I asked my friend, I said, there's actually, I believe, more good people in the world than there is bad. Yeah. And yeah. he said, he said, what the fuck? I think not, like 9 out of 10 people are bad. I was like, really? But he's in that mindset. So uh, one of the most powerful things is it's not what happens to you, it's how you deal with what happens to you. Yeah. And for him, he's he's in that negative, <laughs> aggressive mindset. So of course he's going to see like 51% bad people. Yeah. But exactly. I, I think it's more 51% good or 60. Yeah, I mean like I honestly do think like when you look at Walmart, like of course like Black Friday and like that, but like for the most part, people are cool. You know, like, people want to be good to each other. People, we love the feeling of loving each other and taking yes. care of each other. And then the feeling of just, like, you know, when people hold the door open for me, you know, like, it's there. People have helped me out when I was really in need. Like, fucking, I, I was flat broke and I had to get back home and I had no cash money. And this lady who kind of overheard me and she threw me five bucks. Nice. And, and, you know, she was just like, that's what we do. You know, we take care of each other. It's like, fuck, man. Like, people are good. Not because I'm experiencing this, but because... People aren't killing each other in the streets right now. You know, it's 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 the social uh, it's not the social norm to be hateful. It's the social norm to be good and help each other because yes. we all survive. We're in a state of, of bliss, being and happiness to where we can we can be ourselves and be the best versions of ourselves that we can be. There is a threshold, I think, though. There's there's a line to be crossed, like happy and sad, um, positive and negative the balance thingy, so like, I used to be angry all the time, and I learned how to tame it, Yeah. you know, growing older too, you you get wiser, but there's all there's always going to be those limits where I can flash or get mad, yeah. especially with traffic, and people ask, why do you get so mad on the road? I go, well, 
because you're driving and one, you're in a, in a vehicle, two, it's very dangerous, and you know, it's just, it is what it is. As for every 10 cars, for every nine cars that swerves or something, I'll be like, I'll let it go. But that 10th one, I'm going to throw a rock at it or something. It, it, there's, it happens so much that you... Just run it. Oh, remember that story? But hey, don't say it on this one. We'll we'll leave that one for that podcast. That's good. That's good. Hey, that was that was a bad thingy, but I was 19 at the time. You know. Hey, we're humans. Yeah. Like, I do have this energy that I can, you know, I can, I can kind of manipulate the other people's energy around me. But that's not me full time. It's not that I'm faking it. Like, of course, I'm subject to this fucking too, man. Like, we're all fucking, dude. Like, I have this fucking rage. I can go off on a fucking old lady too, man. Like, you know what, dude? We're not going to be pretentious enough to pretend we're like, we're the Shaolin monks and we're going to stay in this natural energy. Like, fuck no. Uh, that's what I was, I was beating myself up over because I was being very positive. Yeah. motivational, inspirational for a while, and then uh, I was I had lyrics to the song that I wrote, and my, my cousin asked me, aren't you, aren't you doing, like, motivational videos or something? And I was like, no, I'm not. I'm, I'm doing videos of, like, just awareness, like, yeah. hey, so not motivational per se, but more just, like, uh-huh. of course inspire, but just speak my mind. I just want to speak my fucking mind. That's it. And if people relate, they do. And, and people have been relating lately. So I think it's cool. I think it's cool. But to have that balance and to be 51% positive would be yep. ideal. Yep. Exactly, dude. And that's the biggest thing. Where, like, where I'm coming to learn myself, man. Like on a level I never really thought I could. Yes. And it, it wasn't until like... You know, over the past six or seven years when I was kind of looking at myself objectively and trying to figure out, like, okay, well, what was my actual mindset day to day? Where was my energy focused? Who was I focused on? You know, and I was more focused on, like, other people and what they thought of me, like, their perception of me. And, of course, like, I've always been, like, this fucking, you know, hippie at heart. You know, I am very fucking loving and, yes. and I go down to show that to people and let them know. You know, when I, when I go to parties and shit like that, of course, like, I could be the life of the party and be like, kill, I kill it at fucking beer pong, bro. Like, nobody's fucking business. Um, like, yes. That's what I mean, I'll fucking brag about, dude. Like, I was a fucking, when, they, when people are partnering with me, bro, like, we run it all night. But, <laughs> I kept doing that as well. But then I also, like, most of the time, I would just, like, when I go to parties, I'd get a little bit drunk and I would talk to people, like, on a very deep level. So, and even people that I knew before, or even I didn't know, that just popped into my fucking life. But I would, I would just, like, that was, like, the, the inside joke. is like, oh, Nick's talking to people about real shit again because nobody really did that. Like, so when they kind of hear me talking about this kind of shit and I, at parties and, like, you know, talking to people for, like, a couple hours really getting to know them, and I, I would get insecure about that. Like, I'm like, oh, well, fuck, this is how people see me. Maybe I should stop doing that. But it took me, like, now that I'm mature enough and realize, I'm like, fuck no, man. Like, this is who I am. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. It's like, a I'm gift. Proud. It's a gift. Yeah. It's something I that you should be very proud about. But I, I understand how you can feel uh, 
insecure about that. I used to think about that all the time. Like, yeah. I, I said, I was like, I have to go up on stage and perform in front of people. And that thought alone made my stomach turn, made me want to puke, like Eminem yeah. and shit, mom spaghetti. But I said, <laughs> what, is, what is the regret minimization framework? Like the Jeff Bezos said. And I was like, I got to do it. I just have to, I have to do that because that's going to elevate me creatively, uh, creatively. It's going to build up my strength. It's a fear that I have to go up on stage. And I did it. And I've been on stage fucking like 50 plus times. Whether it's, uh, you know, on the mic, drumming with the band, yeah. guitar, whatever it is. So that's one thing. And I was always insecure about that. But I was like, fuck. I, I look at the fear and be like, Les Brown says, false evidence appearing real. And I'll just be like, that's it. But we're gonna we're gonna have to wrap this one up because I'm gonna have to go back down with the with the baby boy. Yeah. But I found that uh, th what I wrote down from the book, from the yeah. from mastery. So it says, like seeds floating in space, they require the soil of a highly prepared and open mind to take root and sprout a meaningful idea. So. That that book it, it talks about Einstein. It talks about geniuses and how what there's a lot of geniuses out there, but it, it depends on if they're gonna take it to that level or if they're just gonna there's people playing guitar on the street that are fucking so good, but they oh, I'll send you this video that I posted on YouTube, dude, like or on Facebook. Fucking phenomenal this chick, dude. And she makes the fucking song Oh my god. Like yeah. Is she is is she uh singing and standing up and she's downtown? Yeah. yeah. I think I've seen it. She has like a backwards hat. Yeah. And she and sings and Yeah, and she looks like she looks a little bit scrubbish, but then it gets like fucking she makes it out of nothing. She yeah. Makes, makes a fucking riff and then records it then and then makes another riff. Drums. Yes, that's freaking beautiful. Fucking real, dude. Like how the hell are human beings can do that, man? But like being in that flow state and that flow state is important. Yeah, last last fucking last thing too. So just to add on to that that quote right there yeah. is just imagine the the laws of the universe like uh, E equals M C squared like Einstein did. Man. Yes. Like it's mathematics. Mathematics especially is weird because it's not like we just we, like we just discovered it. We didn't invent mathematics. We discovered it. Those are the laws of the universe that existed whether we understood them or not. Yeah. But Einstein happened to find this equation e equals M C squared. That is truth. It's always been there. You know, but I don't understand what is e, e equals mc square. G equals mass times the speed of light. So what it is is just pretty much explaining like the conversion of energy into matter, and really uh, kind of defining. God, it really goes into so much fucking shit, but it really is just defining like the epitome of the fundamentals of reality. Damn. What and and, and actually converting energy. What it takes is fundamentally everything is energy, right? Yes, yes. It, it, it just kind of shows, it's one of the equations showing like how energy is actually able to be formed and solidified into that matter, you know, granted the speed, you know, granted the speed of light and what it actually takes for it to form into mass and how much energy going into it. But it shows that time is relative to our, uh, you know, the same as a fly flying around the room, its time is, is relative to it. it, you know, it's time is, that's why I can zip so fucking fast. Damn. Like so, yeah, it's hardcore fucking shit, dude, understanding the, the fundamentals of reality. Yeah. And it's that much closer to God. But unless Einstein spent his entire life or how much of his life 
devoted to understanding it. How many countless hours yes. of just hacking into like the hardest fucking shit in a human being. He would never be in a position of soiling his, putting his mind in that soil. They're making his mind that soil to where the universe could be like, here's the scene that it finally, that you finally, but it took him an entire lifetime. He probably didn't know why, but like it's those opportunities are all around us, man. Yeah. <laughs> it takes a lifetime in some cases of really understanding it, dude. So there's an infinite amount of seeds floating throughout the universe of potential, but it's just a matter of like, of, of how we're going to shape our minds to become what sort of soil that we can choose to be. And we never know what kind of seed the motherfucking universe is going to drop in our pot. Exactly. For, for me, for me, it's, it's definitely music and uh, those creative endeavors. And I, like Bob Proctor said, be happy that that seed's planted in you. You're you're the yeah. you're the mechanism. So like, all that music that I play, is not necessarily coming from me. It's coming through me from yeah. from the universe. So yeah. that's another thing about ego. I I won't be like, oh yeah, I made this song. I made this song. What I should say is, I created this from my from all the outside sources. From yeah. you know, so just I'm I'm privileged to be this instrument. In which this fucking energy yeah. can flow through, yeah. you know. So. And then being privileged in a moment, like, be happy for your thumb, bro. Because if you didn't have that thumb, you couldn't hold a pick. Yeah. You couldn't hold a you drumstick. Hold a the drums, you know, like being grateful at that level, and then being grateful to the smallest shit, man. That's why gratitude. We'll talk about gratitude on the next one. Bro. Gratitude, gratitude, gratefulness is is key. I'm gonna I'm for the next one. I'll write I'll write some stuff down. Just like gratefulness, gratitude. All yeah. that stuff. But I'm going to go now. You fucking... My mind is like... Which is great. You feeling this shit? Fuck yeah. So how about this? I can uh, edit these ones down and I can put them up. Yeah, bro. I could do that. I'll share them as well, man. Fuck it. I'll put them on my thing or, or fucking anybody else, dude. Like, it, whoever, whoever can help. Whoever. Yes. And let me know whenever you want to record and then I'll, I'll be a guest on yours. Yeah, fucking I need to start my shit too, and I'll get Sable and fucking Sam too, man, so. That'll be fucking dope, and then you guys can have me as a guest, and then you can upload it on your YouTube. There you go. Yeah, you know, I'm fucking stoked, man, but, uh, alright, Tobias, dude, I appreciate your time, brother, thanks for making this happen, man. No, yeah. thank you, thanks for reaching out, and yeah. it's humbling you, experience. Anything, anything else you have to send, man, fucking, we'll be touching base over the next couple days, and find another time that works, brother. Hey, maybe Sundays, Sundays are, are good days. Yeah. Sundays, or oh, we'll figure it out. We'll just we'll see what happens. We'll just go wherever this crazy universe takes us. Exactly, exactly. All right, we're heading out. All right, brother. Peace, Peace out, Nick.